New PR is a podcast produced by the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay's Public Relations Student Society of America. Here, you can build your professional network and grow your skill set by hearing advice and success tips from professionals in the community. And here, you can jumpstart your post-college career. Join us to network, grow, and create your future, one professional step at a time. As your students in college, enjoy that time. You know, have fun. The real world is, is not like college. Um, I, I sometimes wish I would have enjoyed college a little more. I was very, very career focused, but I will also say having an eye on that horizon and what's coming next and making sure that you're just taking classes or asking questions or internships and just setting yourself up for life once you graduate is important. So enjoy the time now, but just keep your eye focused on the future too. And just make sure that you're doing things that'll kind of help you out once you walk across that stage and you're in the real world. UWGB COM alumna Raquel Lamel joins us today to discuss her past career as an Emmy award-winning journalist and her current role within public relations. Currently, she is a media specialist at Red Shoes Inc. and hosts its podcast titled Soul Source. Raquel has come a long way since graduating in 2013 from UWGB. Today, she discusses her journey with us and gives some advice for those looking to go into journalism or PR. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Raquel. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Um, so for our audience, give a little bit of an introduction and discuss your role currently at Red Shoes, Inc. So currently I am what they call a media specialist at Red Shoes, Inc. And so that means I kind of do everything that falls within the media realm there. So when I got hired on three years ago, the position was really about uh, writing news releases, writing media alerts, pitching, and, you know, uh, press conferences, getting media to things. Sometimes we would ghostwrite articles and those would be published in magazines for our clients. That was really the bulk of the position when I started a lot of writing and a lot of pitching. And then because I came from the TV world, I brought some skills with me that have kind of altered the position a little bit. And so uh, we now do video work and we can do some social media videos for clients. I've even gone as far as to occasionally a news station can't make it out to an event and they'll actually ask me to film video and then they'll run it. And so that that's nice because as a PR agency that gives you control of the story and the interview that is going out to the media. So um, we've done a little bit of that. And then um, I'll take some photos every once in a while. We have both a photo camera for stills and a video camera. So I do a little bit of both. And then recently we just started a podcast. And so I am hosting that editing and putting that together as well. So when I say all things media, I truly mean all things media. Awesome. So it sounds like a lot of variety um, that you've been doing compared to um, a lot of different roles. It's very specialized. It sounds, or it doesn't sound like specialized, but a lot of variety, which is good to have. Um, So before you went to Red Shoes um, and before any career, uh, you were a UWGB comm student. Describe what the comm department was like during your time there and what were you involved with, different internships. Kind of give us a summary. Yeah, so I came to UW Green Bay in 2009. I graduated high school that year. So I graduated college then four years later, 2013. Um, in that time, as a freshman, when I came in, 
I, I was kind of weird in that I knew what I wanted to do a little bit. I kind of knew I wanted to be a reporter. I just didn't know if I wanted to do radio or TV. Um, I had done some work on our high school newspaper. So I, I knew what the print side of it was a little bit like, and it was fun, but I knew I wanted to do something a little bit more different than print, especially since things were going more digital at the time. So I wasn't sure about radio or TV. And what helped me kind of make my mind up was the programs offered at UW-Green Bay. And I actually uh, spent some time working at, at that time, WGBX, the radio station was around. And so I filled in there a little bit and um, got to kind of get my feet wet with radio and see what that was like. And, and that was my first taste of radio. But now with the podcast, like that experience was very important and it has actually played out in different ways throughout my career as well and then um, I also was working with at the time Flash TV who uh, had just recently moved into the basement of the Crest Center and so they had their studio set up there and so I started out as a reporter um, my freshman year and I was going out and getting stories and I was also working at the radio station and I was kind of figuring out what I liked and the radio station was fun but you're in a room by yourself kind of like you are now Matt and so it's it's fun, but I wanted to see people and get out and go do things, which is what you do with the camera and recording. And so I kind of lean more toward the video side of things. And so I did reporting for the first and second semester of my freshman year. I stayed on with Flash TV into my sophomore year and became news director. So I got to be the one kind of um, setting the deadlines for the shows and assigning out stories for people. And I got uh, a real good sense then of what... Uh, TV was like, and I really wanted to go down that road. I also wanted to get some real life experience. So my freshman year, after my freshman year of college, I took an internship with a local TV station. It was NBC 26 and spent the summer um, as a cashier at a local grocery store by day and an intern at a TV station by night. And um, when I came into my sophomore year of college then in October, after that internship had come to an end, I got a call for a part-time production assistant position with the TV station. Of course, I didn't say no. I quit working as a cashier. I took the five nights a week, every weekend job as a production assistant, which means I'm just pushing the cameras around on the studio and literally turning a knob for the teleprompter for the anchor. And um, I did that. And I kind of worked various positions then up through the TV station while I was in college. Um, so it sounds like you were, you really got into experiencing things right off the bat in college. Um, and a lot of students, sometimes they wait, um, but it sounds like to you, <laughs> from your experience that you got involved as soon as you could. Um, and then kind of going off of that a little bit so you could discuss your internships. Is there a favorite class you had um, while you were a comm student? Um, well, so I, I strive well under pressure. So cases is the class that I really, I took the most out of and I liked the most. And some might call me crazy for that, but I think that that class, um, it was, it was the most pivotal class I took in college. It's the one I learned the most from. Um, and it, it was also the most stressful and chaotic, but it was worth every, every moment of chaos and stress that came with it. So I highly recommend taking that that Keystone, almost scary class with Phil, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> yes, uh, I took one of his ORCOM classes and that's like a level down from cases and like cases mm -hmm. I hear all these like scary nightmares, but ultimately when everyone graduates, that's their favorite class. Yep, yep. Um, so I don't know if everyone knows this, but you're an Emmy award winning journalist and you were this before 
well, you're still this, um, but you were a journalist, as you brought up, before going to Red Shoes. Can you kind of discuss what that story um, was about, that award-winning um, award? Yeah, so it wasn't, I wasn't just a single award. It was the first ever Emmy Award for NBC 26. They'd never entered and they'd never won. Um, and this was the first time we entered. We had just gotten a new news director and we did a show and it was, it was a collective award. It was everybody who was working the 10 o'clock show that day. Um, and it was the, the, I don't know if you guys remember the um, shootings that took place. I believe it was in Dallas, Texas or in Texas. And there were some officers who were killed. We actually sent a crew down there to report on that live and every part of our show localized what was going on and what was happening with that. And I was a part of that show that day and um, did a story regarding what was going on as well. And so we submitted and the Emmy Awards are a very long, long award show. Um, it's all of like the region. So it was Illinois and Wisconsin and a, a couple other um, states in there as well. And so we were the last category of the night um, and we actually ended up winning that category and uh, the shock in everybody's faces, it was incredible to be part of the first, you know, the first Emmy and the, the first award of that magnitude for uh, the TV station that you were at. It was just, it boosted everybody's morale. It was, it was a really cool night. So um, yeah, I have the little gold statue is sitting in my living room right now. So. Oh boy. Um, so you talked about your internships there at the station. Kind of describe what the career was like upon graduation and then pick out a couple positives and then some challenges, <clears throat> something that might, I guess, you would say that you didn't like about the news industry or journalism or just your career there. And then why did you jump to PR? That is a lot of questions at once, man. I'll try to answer them all. If I forget one, you just tell me I forgot one. Um, so first thing, what was it like out of college? Um, well, if you're looking to get into news in general, but specifically I can speak to TV news, don't expect to make a lot of money right out of the bat. I uh, graduated and walked into my first contract. So I was brand new, very green reporter lucky to be able to start um, in this market, but I put in a lot of long days, a lot of unpaid time, and a lot of critiquing from the news director and double shifts to while I was still going to school to get to that point of getting that, um, that offer at the end. And it was for a whopping $17,000 a year, which when you have an apartment that costs like five or $600 and your paychecks are about $700 every two weeks, it's tight. Um, so, it, but I couldn't have been more happy to be honest. Like I hear I was making pennies and working long double shifts and just crazy hours and every weekend and every night and happier than I could ever have imagined. So it's, it's a very, uh, difficult job. It's a very stressful job. It is also a very rewarding job if you're up for the challenge. Um, so that was your first question. What was the second one? <laughs> uh, the positives, which you kind of described there, um, but then kind of go more into, I guess, some challenges if you didn't cover all. Um, yeah. So some challenges when it comes to reporting are sometimes, um, well, I guess there's two that come to mind. One is 
um, you know, breaking news can always be challenging. Um, you could have a story you spent all day working on. You could get to the five o'clock show. You could be doing that at five o'clock and be told at 5.30 or even right before you go on, your story is changing. You're doing something else. Now you're working through the 10 and now you're pulling a 16 hour day. So um, that can be challenging because your job kind of is your life a little bit. And when you're in a newsroom, it's, it's a cool thing, but it is also unique in the sense that a newsroom really is like a family. Your job is really a lot of what you do and your life kind of revolves around that. And so, and that's the same thing for everybody working there, right? So if you're working a double, so are other reporters, so are other people. So you bond a lot. And so it's the, I guess that's a good, but that's also, uh, you know, one of the downsides to it. And the other thing that comes to mind as a downside is just, um, some of the stories can be really hard. You know, some of the stories, there's a personal element that comes with reporting, but when you're talking to a family who lost their child the day before, and now you're there asking them for their reaction, those kinds of stories are, are very hard and very difficult. And it takes a very specific sort of finesse and it, it takes time to build. So that, and those, some of those just stick with you, you know, some of them just never leave. So uh, I'd say that's maybe one of the other hard parts of the job. So then now you're currently at Red Shoes. So why did you jump from journalism into PR? So for me, um, I kind of always knew I would end up in PR. I just thought I'd be later in life. I didn't expect to do it in my mid-20s. Instead, I thought I'd be doing it 30s and later when I wanted to like have a family and, you know, just settle down more. Because like I said, your job is so much your life. You are working so much as a reporter. And I knew PR, you get holidays off, you get weekends off, you get, you know, better pay, you get all those things, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five. So um, I, I, I knew it was coming. I was surprised at the timing of it, um, but it all makes sense now. Um, and, but that was kind of my reasoning for, for leaving um, in part was just, just a little more steady, stable um, work and, you know, better paychecks and, um, I, there was also a change. So in newsrooms, you can have changes in, um, leadership and, and that happened. And there was just some clashing there for me. And so I, uh, I chose to leave and just make that decision a little sooner rather than later. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always different for individuals when they want to jump careers. Um, right now I'm thinking about jumping from management into news and I'm in my mid twenties. So it all depends on who you are. Um, so for many people that are attending tonight and that will listen to this podcast, uh, they are looking to go into PR and you work for Red Shoes. What does Red Shoes Inc. do? Um, and why could this be a place of employment for possible people looking to go into PR? Yeah, well, Red Shoes Inc. is uh, a public relations agency. So an agency means we work with multiple different clients um, in different industries. So, um, you know, we got some clients who are construction, some who are healthcare, some who are uh, public transportation, some are education. We've even done like book, um, book promotions, um, movie promotions. So uh, all sorts of different things, hotels. I mean, you name it, we've probably done something in it. Um, and that's just agency life. So Red Shoes is 
an agency. We work with multiple clients and we, we dabble in a whole bunch of areas. Our specialties include crisis communication, which is something we're really good at. So sometimes we use the tagline when it hits the fan. Um, and so if things are blowing up, if things aren't going good, you really want red shoes in your corner. We're really good at managing chaos. Um, public relations, which is a lot of what I do, which is the media management stuff. Um, we do social media, we do marketing, we do advertising. Um, and I'm sure there's other things in there that I'm forgetting as well, but those are the big ones that come to mind. Oh, event planning. So anything that kind of falls in that marketing, uh, public relations space is kind of what we do at Red Shoes. And it's kind of a really nice place for uh, people to work out of college because you get so much experience and you get to try so many things because it is an agency and there are so many different options. And I know, I mean, we take on interns. We had an intern over the summer and actually one of the interns um, who interned with Red Shoes a couple years ago, she's working there and she's been there for, I think, four years now. And so um, she's been growing with the company and started out as an intern. So it's definitely something that can be done. Awesome. Um, and then for these students, there's usually two, I guess, pathways for PR. There's either corporate PR or agency PR. What are some of the pro, or if you could summarize the difference between these two um, to try to give students an idea of what one they should choose? Yeah. So Agency PR is kind of, as I mentioned, you wear multiple hats, multiple um, areas of focus, which means there's a lot of researching involved because you have clients come on, but you need to understand those clients. You need to understand their um, work, their area of focus, and you need to understand how to best promote and help them. So there's a lot of research that goes into it. And you're kind of a jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing at an agency. Um, when you work at a corporate uh PR position. Now I have not personally done this, but from what I've heard from people who have, um, it's, it's say, let's use, I don't know, I'm gonna use the American Red Cross just as an example, because it's just what came to mind. Um, if you work for the American Red Cross, you're always doing PR and, and uh, marketing for the American Red Cross. So you become really good at that specific line of, of uh, PR work. And you're, you're down that vein all the time. We're at an agency, you're down a whole bunch of different roads. So it's more of a, can you manage lots and lots of things going on at once? And you might be working on construction in the morning and an hour later healthcare, and then an hour later transit. I mean, do you want to have that? Or do you want to have it more streamlined and you have your client and you've got a lot of different things going on for that client, but you're focused on that one area of focus. So that's kind of the difference. If I could compare between um, being in an agency and being at like a company, corporate company. So focused versus variety. Got mm -hmm. it. Um, so what is your favorite part about your current job at Red Shoes? I like the, uh, the whole bunch of stuff that's going on all the time. I, I like how not every day is the same. And I, like I said, I strive in chaos, right? Which makes me a certain breed of crazy, I feel like. But um, I like it when I'm in a pitching flurry and I'm pitching something for clients and I've got calls coming in from media from all over the place and I'm trying to set up interviews and it's just all happening at once and it's I, I thrive on that I really like that so um and it's nice then to see too like okay it's this crazy time all these calls are coming in with media and you're lining up these interviews for this client all like in the span of a couple hours 
But then at the end, you know, when you're pulling the coverage reports, you can see like, okay, maybe they spent $2,000 on um, your efforts, but you brought in 12,000 in media coverage. So that's always cool, like justifies, you know, what you're doing and it's neat to see. So um, that's what I thrive on. I like that. Awesome. Always busy, always managing chaos. So um, <laughs> it sounds like just when I think of the word chaos, it sounds like a challenge. Um, and you said you deal with multiple crises um, within the agency in terms of helping companies overcome these. Um, can you describe a challenge within, I guess, just a specific challenge or more general challenge working? And then how did you overcome that challenge? It can be like a specific crisis. It could be a specific like PR issue. Um, kind of dig into that a little bit. Hmm. That is a hard one. Um, I think maybe like, maybe the most difficult thing, you know, because you're working with so many different people is, you know, there's bound to be difficult clients. And you can have um, clients come in where, you know, they're hiring you, but they think they know best. And so um, managing that and trying to find a middle ground of, you know, yes, you know, we can try that, but let's also try this other thing as you are hiring an agency who this is what we do. So finding a balance between the two can be a little bit of a challenge, but you always do. And um, you just always find a way to work together and things end up working out, but it can be a little rocky to start every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. <laughs> um, and then kind of going a little more general now, why is PR so important in today's world? Would you say? I think of PR as like reputation management. And so everybody has a reputation to manage. Every company is trying to, you know, be seen a certain way. So PR is never going to go away because PR's job is to always represent whatever company, organization, person, whatever, whatever it is they're, they're you know, PRing for, um, is to make them look good. And so um, I think it is a career that is only going to grow and only going to become more and more needed, um, especially as you have things like social media and everybody can be, um, you know, reporting and saying things. You've got more and more areas and channels to manage. And so... Um, PR is probably more important now than ever before, but I think it's only going to become more important, you know, 10 years from now than it is now. So um, it's only going to grow. Awesome. Yeah. I remember talking in one of my uh, faculty or one of my professors and they're like, yeah, if you want to grow in a company and you want to get paid well, <laughs> PR is definitely the way to go. Um, but yeah, definitely in today's world, PR is so important, whether it be corporate PR or agency PR, every company is looking for um, specific or more general PR to manage their company. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of talked about this at the beginning, but you were going into journalism. Um, what advice would you give to a student looking to go into PR, uh, what should they be doing in college right now so that upon graduation, they will be looked upon by different PR agencies or will be it'll be easier for them to land a job in PR? Yeah, there are a couple of things I would suggest. The first thing is you need to be a good writer. 
Writing is so, so important, especially AP style. Know how to write an AP style and know how to do it well. Um, that is something PR, I mean, then we're always looking for that. That's always one of the top things when we're looking for a candidate is, can they write? Do they know how to write? Um, because it's constant writing. You're constantly creating something, you're writing, you're doing an article, you're pitching, but you're constantly working with the media and writing. So that is so, so important. Um, the second thing I would say is take as many classes in PR, try those scary ones, do the hard ones, do the work. Um, all they're doing is setting you up for what's going on. I'll be honest, that cases class that I mentioned earlier, uh, it, it's very realistic. It is how it works. Um, it is what can happen in a crisis situation. So it's stressful and it's scary, but it's, it is very real. So I think that that class is a really good one, but I think all of the classes in the PR department, and I took a lot of those when I was there too, are, um, really good ones to take and they'll teach you things. So take your classes seriously, be a good writer. And then the last thing is just get as much experience as you can, you know, internships, just take as many internships as you can. And even if it's an internship at a company, that's maybe something where you're like, well, I don't know that I really want to do PR for this industry. It's experience. And that experience can always be used you know, on your resume to say, okay, I worked here for a while and here's what I learned and here's what I know now, you know, from that. So it doesn't really matter what industry it's in. Um, I would say any PR experience, any interning experience will put you a step above the rest. So make sure to do that. And remember that there's no, there's no question. That's a dumb question. Like ask all the questions. That's what you're in college for is to ask and experiment. So just, you know, absorb as much knowledge as you can and, and you'll go farther once you graduate by just taking all that in now. Awesome. Um, so you kind of, you're all like, you go from one career to another career. Um, so you were a journalist and now you're in PR and now you also have a podcast, which seems to me, it's like the in-between of PR and journalism. It like combines those. Yes. Um, so why did you start this podcast? And can you describe a little bit about what your podcast is about? Yeah. So the podcast, it's Red Shoes Inc.'s first podcast. It is called Soul Source. And I'll always remember it because it launched in March with this pandemic. So we launched at the same time where the world was shutting down. Um, but, uh, you know, the, it wasn't just me who started it. It was a combination of me and the owner and president of the company. Her name is Lisa Cruz. Um, and she kind of wanted to have this creative outlet uh, for the agency to use and to be able to just kind of share stories and just it's a creative outlet, especially with everything going on. And so um, a lot of stories that we're pulling, we're having meetings on the back end, and I'm doing a lot of collaborating with the team internally before I go and host the podcast. So it is really truly a team project. And then I just happen to be the voice and the face of the show. Um, and that just kind of stems, I think, from me having uh, done done some of this. I, uh, you know, not only did I, I work at the TV station, I also spent a little time working for uh, WHBY radio as well, filling in from time to time. So I had a little bit of radio experience. So I uh, kind of brought that with, with the podcast and brought the news experience with. And so the podcast focuses on, um, it's kind of geared towards women. The logo is a red high heel, as is the Red Shoes Inc. logo. Um, and it focuses on stories you'll only hear here, stories that are impacting the world today as we see it, that are impacting um, 
you know, a lot of times that are impacting women and that, uh, you know, that you can help with. So we've talked about things like the, you know, the pandemic and how a lot of women are having to leave their jobs and work from home and the stress that that takes. Um, we've talked about isolation with what's going on right now. We've even talked to some big name people on the show. We've had Ginger Z on the show. I've done two episodes with her. She was fantastic. Um, I'm talking to the CDC in another week. We had the National Institute of Mental Health. So a couple of, uh, and then there's been a couple of authors and I just had a- And you also have Phil. Phil, I remember Phil coming on one of those episodes. Phil Clapp was on there as well. Yes, he was one of our our famous people for sure. So he was on talking about critical thinking. So that's definitely an episode to check out. But yeah, so it's, it's all sorts of things that are happening in the world today and how they're impacting people. And that's our focus with the show. And it aligns really well with public relations just because- you know, to pitch a client and to pitch a story, you have to know what's going on. You have to be in the know with the news. And so this podcast is just more of that. So it kind of falls very closely in line with what Red Shoes does. Awesome. And then what advice would you give someone who is looking to start a podcast? Research, plan, research and plan some more, and then be ready to throw the plan out the door if you have to, or pivot it at least. Um, So I spent probably a good six months um, researching equipment, researching what is a good time slot for a show. Like how long should it be? How often should you do it? Um, What is a good area and a good focus for us? How podcasts are really um, niche focused. And it was like, how niche focused do we want to be? I struggled a little bit at first with like leaving people out. You know, I didn't really want to be so secluded, but it actually works better I found. So there's been some growing and learning curves, but like we had this big, like 30 page plan that I put together on how we were going to do a podcast. And we had this plan and then the pandemic hit and the office closed down and I was working from home and my boss calls and says, I want to launch the podcast now. And I'm like, um, but we have this plan and we can't do any of the things on this plan. And she's like, well, we can, and you'll have to find a way to try to make it work. And so that's what I did. I kind of put on my, uh, you know, thinking cap and brought home a lot of the equipment because the one thing I did do was the equipment that we bought, I made sure everything was movable and could go from place to place. And so I have a microphone and a board similar to your setup sitting on my kitchen table at my house. Um, and I, uh, I just kind of was able to kick it into gear. The first couple episodes were actually just done off of Zoom because I hadn't wasn't able to get into the office right away and, and take the equipment down and then um, kind of went from there. So we were originally going to have guests coming into us. And instead, I ended up doing virtual interviews this way and editing them and figuring it out. And now we have a really smooth process and it actually works really, really well. And I don't even think people notice the difference, but um, it was a little... It was, it was definitely like the plan. And like I said, pivoting the plan or throwing it out the door to start and just kind of understanding, like, it's just not always going to go the way you think. And then as you're going, be willing to just adjust, you know, you're going to learn things as you go about your audience and, and things like that. And just adjust as you need to. Awesome. Yeah. If the comm department teaches us anything, I think it would be one day, it could be going this way. And the next day you might have to totally adjust everything. So it sounds like you were able to take those skills and use it um, when you had to change up things for the podcast. Um, So is there anything else you'd like to add today that we didn't cover any, I guess, remaining advice you'd like to give to students? Um, I guess my only advice is, you know, 
you guys are students in college, enjoy that time, you know, have fun. The real world is, is not like college. Um, I, I sometimes wish I would have enjoyed college a little more. I was very, very career focused, but I will also say having an eye on that horizon and what's coming next and making sure that you're just taking classes or asking questions or internships and just setting yourself up for life once you graduate is important. So enjoy the time now, but just keep your eye focused on the future too. And just make sure that you're doing things that'll kind of help you out once you walk across that stage and you're in the real world. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you again, Raquel, for taking the time tonight to come on this show of new PR. And we hope to have you in the future for a show either next semester or a couple years later when you can give us more information about how your career is going and give your amazing advice that you just gave today in some other fashion to future students in the UWGB Conf program. It's been a pleasure, Matt. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm happy to come back anytime. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's new PR podcast. Please take a moment to share this with friends and family. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover or that expert you want to hear from, email us at soprssa at uwgb.edu. Until next time, please continue to build your network professionally to expand your opportunities.